We should be living our faith in a way that, that it makes it undeniable. Man, there's something different about you. I don't like what the answer is. You keep telling me it's Jesus, and I'm going to wrestle with that until pretty soon it just wears them down. Yeah. Because they want what that experience that they're seeing. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. And uh, I'm your host, Dale Satram. And uh, I am here with my amazing co-host, Katie Jones. Hello. We are glad to be here. And this is the place where we just get to talk about real life, real questions, the messiness, you know. And let's face it, we got to live our faith out in this crazy, broken, messy world. And uh, well, it's just that. It's messy, isn't it, Katie? Yes. It just is. Yep. And, you know, even even our beliefs and um, sometimes we, uh, well, we, we struggle with belief. We struggle with what should I believe? We struggle with things like why are there so many different beliefs? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what we're going to land on today. Yeah. We're going to talk about why believe. We're going to kind of do an intro today, touching bases on different belief systems, maybe why Christians separate so much with all these different beliefs, uh, touch bases on cults, because next week we're going to talk about cults a little bit, and we are going to have some guests with us, Matt and Tammy Lane, where God delivered them from a cult. And that is going to be so much fun listening to their story. So I know I'm kind of bouncing all (laughs) over the place on this one. Uh, We've got lots to look forward to as yeah, we do. Story. Yep. Yeah, so Katie's responsible for reining me in on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, girl. You know I'm a fan of the hard questions. That's right. I love, I love getting to pick your brain on these things. Yeah, so, so I, I think for the next few weeks, we're just going to, if we had an overarching title for this, it's just Why Believe. Yeah. So we're going to be we're going to be touching on a lot of things. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, uh, we've talked about there's so many other religions in the world, but to make it a little more simpler, I'd like today to just kind of rein in on there's a lot of different denominations. Okay, so let's just talk about yeah, yes, church denominations. There you go. So, Thanks, Katie. Yes, yeah, cuz I mean, <laughs> whew, we could be here a long time. Yeah, cuz we be we could be talking about right. hundreds or maybe thousands of different religions. Right. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> not today. Anyways. Not not today. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put it on the board for later. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of, like I said, denominations of Christianity or religions that seem similar enough. So, if you, we've talked before briefly. So you said there's some core things that kind of we all can agree on, right? Yeah. And then there's a lot of little minor trip ups because I feel like a lot of times Christians really argue with each other on very, seemingly to me, small. The, I don't know if this is the right term, theological differences. Yeah. yeah. So for you, with all your experience, um, you know, being a pastor for 25 plus years, what would you say are some of the littlest things that people seem to get tripped up on? And then what do you think are the big things we should be focusing on? Oh, boy. I know okay. it's a big two-part question it here, is a but big let's two-part chat about it. Question. So um, first of all, I realize that people don't know a lot about church history. So let me just take a moment here just briefly mm-hmm. and touch bases on church history. So you you have two big uh, groups of people. You, you have Catholics and Protestants. And so that happened in the 1500s. It was, it's called the Reformation. Now, the word Catholic simply means universal. There was only one church. It was a universal church. Uh, and, I, and I am here to not pick on anybody or any group, any denomination. We, we want to do this in a very gracious, loving manner. But I just want to state some facts here. Yeah. 
So, and you have some key um, historical figures. You have Martin Luther, you know, who was a Catholic priest, and he uh, did his own study of Scripture and just saw some um, things that, that he disagreed with. Uh, uh, as he read God's Word, he, he came to the conclusion it was grace alone. It was mm-hmm. by grace alone that we're saved. And at that time, the Catholic Church uh, didn't... Uh, uh, abide by that. He, uh, in fact, he had 99 things that he disagreed with, and he nailed them to the Wittenberg uh, door of the church. Nailed, oh, wow. nailed them. Yeah. So he risked his life. That launched what was called the Great Reformation. And so you had splint offs that took uh, that that divided from that point. And the term that was given to them were called Protestants, which comes from the word protest mm-hmm. and we have been protesting for the last 500 years so because you want to talk about wow. why, why we have all the differences there you go protest 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 we don't like this we're going to do it our way boom you have another splinter we don't like it that way we're going to do it our way boom another splinter that's why from that point on you still have the catholic church one right and hundreds maybe thousands of different denominations this is great to know i i i there has to be people listening that didn't know this is kind of in our dna and it's unfortunate Mm. did god use it did god do great things did god elevate uh, the scriptures uh did he put scriptures in people's hands yes 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 i god uses our brokenness all the time mankind just rarely does things right Uh, but god is sovereign and he is good and so he, he uses our messiness all the time. So he used the Reformation to move the kingdom of God forward, and a lot of great things happened. Right. So here we are, 500 plus years later, wow. and we have all these different groups and different denominations. But the reality is, Katie, a lot of these differences, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still call them pretty minor. Mm-hmm. We we separate over. We're gonna call them doctrinal issues, but often. They're fairly minor issues. If, um, for example, if if I went to churches here in our own community and I branched out into the surrounding communities, I mean, I I, I could branch out into Oregon City and, and Woodburn and, and Silverton and uh, you know, good grief, I could just keep going into Portland. I, we, you know, hundreds and hundreds of churches. We would probably all agree on, let's say, I'm going to call them maybe eight to ten core tenants of faith we're gonna all agree yeah. say, well, well what, do you, what do you mean agree we're gonna agree on things like uh, scripture we're gonna agree that scripture is authoritative it's inerrant in its original documents we believe that it is is the authority for practice it, it's we believe it came from God it's inspired by God we would all agree we're gonna agree in what's called the Godhead the Trinity we're gonna believe in God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit We're going to believe in that salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus alone and that his work on the cross was sufficient to pay for all of our sin. See, we're going to agree on these things. We're going to agree that the Holy Spirit indwells us when we give our lives to Jesus. I mean, we're going to agree that, uh, you know, the church, we're going to agree what the church is and what we're supposed to be doing. We're going to agree what's called the Great Commission to reach people for Jesus. I mean, it's just like, well... If we all agree on these right, things, I know. for crying out loud, why do we have such trouble getting along? Right. <laughs> Us big picture people are like, yeah, what's the big deal? Yeah, what's the big then deal? Then there's these little details. Well, it, it is. And and so we we divide and unfortunately, um, unfortunately, we, we tend to get very, very self-righteous 
in our division and in our in our things that we um i don't know i'm just gonna say my opinion is that we sometimes get way too worked up over what i'm going to call minor issues now there are differences and so um and, and also, I think, Katie, there are good reasons to divide. Mm-hmm. There are good reasons. Okay. You know, so if somebody is going to say, um, you know, you know, I, I don't believe in the authority of Scripture. Well, that's a deal breaker for me. Sure. Because now all of a sudden, if you're not going to follow the Word of God, you're going to follow your own opinion. Well, I'm not going to follow your opinion. I'm going to follow God's opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, so... Uh, somebody says that you know salvation is not merely by Jesus's work on the cross. You have to work your way to heaven. Well, that's a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and because I think Scripture is very, very clear on these core things. This is why so many churches agree on the core things. Right. It's very clear. Right. I mean, it's very, very clear. So, um, so there's just there's just minor things that we tend to disagree with. We you know churches divide over things like. Um, how to do church sometimes sometimes churches divide over application we uh, all agree that we should assemble together the bible says don't forsake assembling together but then some churches are very liturgical in other words very routine oriented it's very scripted you know uh, the songs when you sit when you stand uh, what you recite what you memorize and and in those traditions, some of those traditions bring great comfort to people because they, they like that structure, they like the predictability. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then other churches are a little more free, a little more free-flowing, they're right. less structured. Um, you know, there's and, painting. And oh, <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes there's dance and there's drama. Right, and and yeah. sometimes, I mean, it's just some, some churches, um, Again, only sing out of a hymn book. Uh, mm-hmm. Some churches sing worship songs. Some churches have organs. Uh, that's an instrument, by the way, in case some of you are confused. <laughs> Use pianos. Others have full bands. It's just unfortunate, though, when we start judging one another. Mm. I think that's the, the disappointment for me as a pastor is that do we have differences, different opinions on certain things in Scripture? Yeah, we do. And I think it's okay. I I think that as you look at this world, it's obvious that God loves great variety. Mm, that's a great point. Well, isn't it okay to have great yeah. variety in, in His church? Isn't that the body of Christ? That you know, even even Paul says that we're different hands and feet, and we're arms and ears and and fingers and toes, and together we make up the body of Christ. Well. I know we apply that to our individual churches, but I think the entire body of Christ, the church, looks like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Foothills is doesn't have to be like another church. We represent a piece of that body, and we do certain things well, but maybe we don't do everything well. This other church, well, they do it like that, and that meets a certain need, and, and it reaches a certain audience, and it's mm-hmm. beautiful what they do. We don't do it that way, but why would we judge them for doing it that way? Yeah. Anyway, so I know no, I'm kind of rambling here. No, but. I think I love what you're saying because you're absolutely right. I think there's those big core things that are very clear. And then there's a lot of little minor things that people do seem to get tripped up on. And it can kind of hinder you from focusing on what was Jesus's greatest commandment or, you know, which. Yeah, to love, your love God him. And love yeah. others, right? Yeah. All right. Love him okay. and love. Yeah. A yeah. plus for Katie. Hey, way <laughs> to go, Katie. You nailed it. That's right. The greatest commandment. Love God, love right. each other. And I think we blow that a lot. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the, the defining quality. 
our faith in Jesus. But after our faith in Jesus, the defining quality of, of the believers in Jesus, the followers of Jesus, is, it's our relationships. It is stated over and over and over and over again in Scripture. And it just amazes me. It just absolutely amazes me. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, Katie, it just it's probably one of the greatest points of discouragement for me as a pastor is how we treat each other. Mm. Because it's so clear in Scripture, and it's almost as if the enemy has purposely blinded the church in our commitment to love one another. The world will know. Jesus said that. Well, the enemy doesn't want the world to know. So what does he do? He goes after the very thing that should be our primary witness to the world, and that is our relationships, our supernatural relationships that the world can't even fathom. And so often our relationships end up looking just like the world. And so the church loses its influence and loses its its ability to to reach a world who needs Jesus. Mm. So I know I'm off topic, but anyway. No, I know. <laughs> I think it is on topic because our whole this whole series that we're going to be doing is mm-hmm. why believes. You know, if somebody's listening to this that has a lot of questions <clears throat> about Christianity and is like, well, why do you believe what you believe? And you brought up, um, don't ask me. It's a Peter verse mm-hmm. about knowing an account. First Peter three fifteen. Mm-hmm. It says, "Be ready to give an answer to those who ask you about the hope that's within you." Now, why would somebody? Ask us about the hope that's in us. See, there's something that has to be observable. When you follow Jesus, there there is a lifestyle that's observable. It's not your church attendance. It's not your different moral code. There is something internal, intrinsic, that people can see. There is something radically different about you. When they see your relationships, when they see your attitude, when they see your emotions, they see your marriage, they see, I mean, they see that... It's not just behavior. There is a hope that is in you that is palatable and that people can see, and so they ask you. And I think because we just so do not hold ourselves to that relational value, we end up looking like the world, and so people don't ask. Because I don't think sometimes we do a good job representing the hope that's within us. And I'm not saying that to be critical. It's just, hey, 40 years of working with people. Hey, you know what? In 40 years of looking at my own heart, how's that? Because it's a struggle, right? Yeah. It's a struggle being loving. So. Yeah, it can be. You're absolutely right. There's something huge to be said for leading by example. Um, and, and we've said it on here before, you know, people don't care what you think until they think you care. Mm-hmm. So if you're not out there caring for others and loving others, why would they even want to? want to take a look uh, at what you're doing differently because you're not doing something differently. I, I realize that there are intellectuals out there and you know they don't believe in God or they don't believe in Jesus because they want to believe in science and evolution and and all these types of things. And those are those are worthy conversations that we're going to have you know in in the future. But it's been my experience that by far the majority of people reject Jesus because they have had very poor experiences with Christians. I mean, I, I just let's just own it, church. I mean, that's 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 the reason you're all worried about arguing somebody uh, from a scientific perspective, and you want to have those answers, and that's cool. And there's a place and a time for that. I mean, we we should educate ourselves, mm-hmm. but but that's I, I tell you that that's not going to be the thing that is, is the primary reason most people reject Jesus. It, it's because they don't see Jesus in us. Mm-hmm. 
We should be living our faith in a way that, that it makes it undeniable. Man, there's something different about you. I don't like what the answer is. You keep telling me it's Jesus, and I'm going to wrestle with that until pretty soon it just wears them down. Yeah. Because they want what that experience that they're seeing. Because that's built into our human DNA. I think that whether people want to live in denial or not, there is a spiritual element in our DNA. We are spiritual people. Most people agree with that. There's a few atheists out there, okay? But most people believe there is a spiritual element to our humanity. And I think when we live out our faith, it connects with that somehow that maybe we don't even understand. And it draws people into it. And part of that is relationships. Right. So, right. And you have said multiple times too, somebody can't argue your experience because I've had conversations with people really close to me that are um, agnostic and I love them to death. And um, we completely differ on that spiritual scale, obviously. Um, And I would love to get to a point. And that's another reason why I originally was like, PD, you should do a podcast (laughs) (laughs) about, because I do think there's some valid um, questions that people that are outside of faith have um but it's also too it's like um we've been coming from a place like you just brought up you know science and everything so a lot of of an argument that's i've heard is well you know we see evolution and you guys argue that god is the one that created everything and it's like well what what if you know you have to realize who the bible was written for right um would they have understood all Mm -hmm. of this science back then probably Mm -hmm. not you know so maybe you know in our time and god created time so i think to myself why is why can't it be both almost you know but i've gotten scolded from that from other people (laughs) like no but it's not it was six days exactly and you know and so um there's just a lot of really good questions and i think I would, I, we shy away from them sometimes, but, uh, I like to say that's a great question. I don't have the answer, but I can't argue that I have felt Jesus's presence in my own life. And I feel myself being a much better person than I would be without him in my life. Yes. You know, and that's a place to start. And I think we could have these conversations, Katie. Um, and we can talk about, you know, creation and evolution and, and, and scientific facts and, how they relate to our faith. And I think that's part of Christians um, being um, intellectually truthful, okay, intellectually authentic. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's a criticism uh, of Christians uh, is that we're not authentic intellectually. You know, we, we don't want to have the evolution conversations and the scientific conversations and i think we need to and i and i think let's just you know without being offended without being upset without trying to even convince somebody can we just stop and be relational first right and say boy those are some great questions let's talk about it because i think there are some um great um alternative perspectives that we can intelligently talk about with others but I i still think at the end of the day those things aren't going to be the primary reasons people shift their position. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be they see a reality in us that again is undeniable. They can always argue with with facts, and they can argue with with what we want to debate with. I mean, people always argue that I don't. I'm just done with arguing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the church is just too good at arguing with itself, with right. one another, with the world. Um. You know, the only people Jesus argued with were religious people. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which brings us back to all these separations and. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's a great observation there. That's so, funny. I don't know. I uh, it's going to be a good series as we we talk about this and maybe as we just couch some of these uh, conversations. Maybe we could couch these conversations in a more loving environment. Yeah. Because truly, at the end of the day, you're right when you said people can't argue with your experiences. And they really can't. They, they don't. If I say, listen, my relationship with God through Jesus has, has changed my life. It has helped me be a better husband. And here's how. And people can look at that and not understand it, but they're not going to argue with it. Here's how it makes me a better husband. Here's how, how my relationship with Jesus makes me a better father. Here's how, here's how, how God gives me hope. Now, you, know, you, don't, you believe in evolution, and you don't believe in God, and you believe that when you're dead, you're dead. Okay, I can respect that. And, and you think I, I believe in fairy tales. Okay, you know, well, um, but, but this fairy tale that you think it is, this is how it allows me to live. This is how it allows me to have hope. This is how it allows me to face death. This is, I mean, how do you face death? Because you're going to face death. I mean, right. we get to have you know, these conversations without arguing, and we just get to have uh, um, uh, gracious conversations with, with one another because... I, I don't know. This, yeah. The whole human experience is hard. Let's be a little more tender with each other, you know? Absolutely. Whether you, you never, believe it or not. Yeah, and just that conversation, you never know the impact yeah. it's going to have on some. Oh, oh, like, I mean, I just recently had a conversation with somebody who is not um, in any sense of the word religious by any means. And um, they had no idea that I was a Christian. And I brought it up in our conversation, and they were a little bit shocked almost. Right. Um, and not because I've, you know, been partying or whatever. But you know, didn't fit the mold, right? didn't fit the mold that they had grew up with. Yeah. With intro- they had a very bad church experience. So. In my guess, it was judgmental, right. condemnation. Yes. I'm not acceptable. I'm not good enough. On yeah. and on. See, and, and they probably have rejected God and Christianity because of those experiences. It, it's not... I don't know. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, and they used the term religious people. And I said, well, I wouldn't consider myself a religious person, but I follow Jesus. You know, yeah, I have a relationship with Jesus. It looks a little different than just a typical right. religious person. Um, so I, I think you're you're spot on with everything you're saying. So, well, this is a great intro where I'm excited to, yeah. to get, get into this one. And like he said, we've got some great guests coming on that are um, happy to share their experiences about, um, like, like he said, we have somebody that left a cult. We have another person who um, was very involved in the Jehovah Witness religion that is now yep. actually a Foothills member, and they yep. have amazing stories to share. So mm-hmm. it's going to be cool. I'm excited to it learn about, about these. It is. Yeah. And then maybe after we're done with that, we can, uh, you know, spend a little bit of time as we've touched base. We've t- been touching some bases on uh, some of these other you know, we'll talk about science a little bit. We'll we'll yeah. talk about you know. I mean, how maybe even how we talk to uh, I mean, how do we how do we talk to people who believe differently than us and right. do it in a non-judgmental way and yep. understanding their belief system. Yep. You know, sometimes we're just so ignorant of other people's belief system, we just don't even know how to talk to them. Right, so, and so eager to just pipe in and share our own right. beliefs before right. we even take a step to listen to. Oh, okay, so yep. all right, like I can I can hear you out, and I'm so firm in my own belief right. that just because I'm listening to you doesn't mean I'm worried about you swaying me or right. vice versa, yep. you know, which oh, I think true. a lot of us can get tripped on. So true. it's going to be great. It will be. Yes. Um, so any other any other things to touch on before we 
call it quits on this I, one? I think we, we should leave this one brief. I know this is a mm-hmm. short one, but it's just kind of an intro of where we're going because if I go much farther, then, then, then I'm going to launch <laughs> into something and we're going to need another There's 40 minutes. Cover, yeah. so, so we probably ought to just leave it brief and let people know there's more coming. Again, next week will be uh, so much fun. Uh, listening to uh, Matt and Tammy as they're going to share their journey. Um, Then we actually have uh, another couple after them too. So it's going to be some good stuff coming. Yeah, absolutely. And again, as always, this is a project. We want to get tools out and encouragement and hope to as many people uh, as many people as we can you know this is a movement we're just getting going but you are a huge part whether it be contributing to the conversation by sending us a message at real life podcast at foothillsonline.com or um, or both, which would be absolutely fabulous. Give us a five-star rating, subscribe, because um, the more subscribes we have, the, f- the easier it is to find us and the more we go to that page when people are looking for something like this. So um, help us share share it if you got any value. And we'll be back next week with a special treat. That's right. Yep. We're back next week. Thank yep. you for listening and thank you for uh, bringing other people into this conversation. We will talk to you all next week. Woo-hoo.